It's the end of the world as we know it, but I feel fine. That's right. Against all odds, I do feel fine because what is going on out in the political world is total BS. The out-of-power wannabes wanting to create this hyperbolic state of fear, mass hysteria, because that is how they think they retain control meaning control over the weak-minded masses, control over your lives. Do not fall for the false narratives being repeated over and over. They are employing conditioning and brainwashing techniques, playing on your emotional triggers of fear, the strongest emotion. So please bear with me. What the hell happened in Helsinki? Hey, listeners, this is the Ranting Phantom, podcasting number two, exercising my First Amendment right to free speech. Why? Because I have a lot of issues. So welcome to my mind. Let me repeat that. Welcome to my mind. So what the hell happened in Helsinki? Did the world end in an instant? What is all the crazy hyperbolic yelling calling President Trump a traitor, selling out America to Russia, accusations of treason from the radical left, deep state bad actors, Democrat senators and representatives, Main Street media outlets, anchors and reporters, weak-minded Republicans, both houses of Congress, dogs marrying cats, oh, sorry, got off script, and all the other, the sky is falling chicken littles out there, all erupting while, like a volcano pouring hot lava of hate, condemnations on our presidents. Then you have communist, deep state, jihad-loving former CIA director for Obama, John Brennan, immediately tweeting the first cannon shot, accusing Trump of high crimes and misdemeanors and treason, like he is God. (laughs) Treason, as you know, is a capital offense. In other words, calling for him to be put to death. What is the crisis? Did the world end instantly in a flash? And we are all just dead and we do not know it? Seriously, what is wrong here? Let's examine it. How did the Earth fall off its orbital axis? Are we crashing into the sun? I don't think so. It all started with this so-called question. So let's cue the reporter. Associated Press reporter Jonathan Lemire stands up and addresses President Trump. And I quote, Just now, President Putin denied anything to do with the election interference, 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded Russia did. First question to you is, who do you believe? Second question, would you now, with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016? And would you warn him to never do it again? Are you kidding me? That's a mouthful and a lot to unpack. Amazing President Trump did not ask Lemire to repeat it. Seriously, he was presenting a thesis. So let's parse it out, parse this out, get ready. It's going to take some time. Okay, so let's start with this first start. You have the president, our president, Trump, who is doing his best to uh, follow a peace diplomatic mission to talk to Putin, 
you know, this, when he came into office, everybody thought that he was going to be a madman and that he was going to, you know, shoot nuclear bombs all over the world and that he was just unstable, that he could not be trusted with a nuclear button. Instead, our President Trump has shown everybody that he has a lot better demeanor and temperament for for diplomacy than all the haters out there, all the people who are criticizing him. So let's let's start with this question. Just now, let's let's parse this what Lemire did. He stands up and he says right after Putin made a statement denying any Russian interference. So he says this this statement and I'm gonna repeat it again, sorry. Just now, President Putin denied anything to do with the election interference, 2016. All right, just that part is misleading because, you know, interference, it infers, it implies, interference alone implies that they were successful in thwarting our election. So, Subconsciously, Trump heard something here that his alarm bells, his internal alarm bells went off. I'm sure of it. Because it's an improper misleading statement right there. It's not a question. Not yet. He's just laying out the premise. So that is misleading. Instead, strike interference. Insert attempted to interfere. And then you have a true statement. He goes on with this statement and he says... Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded Russia did. So what is a president supposed to think of this when he hears this first statement before a question? So he's hearing that, okay, you are sublim subliminally, sorry, that's a, that's a tough word. On a subliminal message, you are telling me that they interfered. Case close, and that the U.S. intelligence agency agrees and says they did. When Trump's personal experience is that when he was first uh, the president-elect and set up by Comey, that oh by the way, uh, congratulations, but you know we have this dossier that says the Russians interfered with the election. Um, it's it's kind of salacious. It hasn't been, you know, totally uh, validated, anything. And if you're Trump and you just vanquished all comers, all the Republicans, and the wicked witch Hillary Clinton, never, she never goes away. Uh, and so you played by all the rules, and now you're president-elect and you're being informed by the FBI, head of, director of FBI? telling me, oh, by the way, you know, the election was corrupted. He's got to be thinking, right, this is how they take it away from me. This is how they're going to construe all my efforts. So let's fast forward and get to Helsinki. That was his first experience with being introduced to our intelligence. Now you got the, the uh, Erd Mueller uh, yes, it's a Bavarian German name, so practicing Gestapo techniques. Uh, and by and you know, just Heinrich Hendler actually came from Bavaria. So 
you connect the dots there. Anyway, he is, uh, he's really putting the hard press on everybody, trying to go after this Russian collusion, uh, Russian uh, uh, um, collaboration, if you want to call it. And they have no evidence. In other words, he was given the charge to... Um, we think he did something. He must have did something. He can't. He couldn't have won on his own. There's no way Hillary could have lost. So, go investigate and find find the find the crime. Uh, it's unprecedented. A special counsel uh, or investigator has never been put in that kind of charge. Anyway, we've gone almost oh two years. I'm not counting, but it seems like his whole presidency has started with this distraction. And now you have the president who's already uh, met Kim Jong-un who from North Korea, which he got him to come out of his hole, and nobody's ever done that before. And he had direct talks with him, and he got him to sign a affirmation letter, uh, kind of a pledge, a, a, a goal statement that this is what we want to do and this is how we want to go forward. So baby steps. So meanwhile, he meets Putin for the first time, has a two-hour private session with him, which is normal. I have no problem with any leader of our country having a private session with another a counterpart from another country, particularly when they have nuclear missiles uh, and they can reach the U.S., so it's kind of important to size up a band privately, and you can only do that in a private session. You can't really do it in a public session because they're all because when there's other people, and you don't have those private talks, you can't really get to the brass tacks. and And uh, I think everybody in negotiations understands this. However, they want to make a mountain out of a molehill. But let's go back to the statement again. Just now, President Putin denied anything to do with election interference. What is he saying right there? He's called, The reporter is challenging by his statement because he says every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded Russia did. So the reporter himself is challenging Putin right there with his statement. And Putin is right next, you know, alongside our president, side-by-side -side podiums. They just met that day. They just had a two-hour session. And now they're in front of the, in their presser in front of the world. And you get this, this type of statement right away. And that lays out the predicate for first question to you. Who do you believe? Well, this is a trap. And this is really a, a confrontational question. It's like in front of the guy you just met who also has a nuclear button, who is a dictator, and we all don't, and of course, we all agree, we don't like dictators. Uh, you know, so, so you're like, and, and we all know that people that have challenged Putin in his own country, and maybe abroad, that they have a way of disappearing. We all know that. This is not news. But meanwhile, you want to set up our president who is trying to create, open a dialogue, is trying to get the measure of a man, and you want to set him up by this type of statement, and then this question, who do you believe?
Well, you know, it puts the question, it, I mean, it puts the uh, president in a awkward position uh, because his own experience with our intelligence agency is that, one, we've been wrong. Uh, we were wrong about Iraq. We've been kind of wrong about a lot of things. He's wondering, you know, why are you introducing to me that the Russians interfered, tried to, when it's, you know, they didn't interfere, they tried to interfere. Interfere means they were successful. Interfere by itself. So people say, people make the statement, you hear it all the time, and it's being misconstrued, the Russians interfered, but they did not change any votes. Well, then you have to change the first part of that statement. You have to say they attempted to interfere, attempted to influence, to no avail. In other words, simply put, the Russians tried but failed. That's all you got to say. But this uh, reporter says they did interfere and that the U.S. intelligence agency agreed. It sounds like I'm beating a dead horse here, but it's a very important point. It's a so the first question to you, who do you believe? Well, if I'm the president, I don't believe your statement. I don't agree with your statement. You mis you're misleading me. If I was a president, I would have, you know, would have said, "Hey, first of all, they didn't interfere. They tried to interfere, and I believe that so you're not going to put me on a slippery slope and try to take my win away from me. As if, if it weren't for the Russians, I wouldn't have defeated Hillary Clinton. Because they're looking for an opening here. They're looking for a way to discount him, to deny his presidency. So he knows on a subliminal, subconscious level that there's something wrong with this statement and then this follow-up question. And we all know how he answered. He goes, well, you know, he he uh, tells me he didn't, and he made a pretty pretty strong case that he didn't. And, you know, so, I mean, he's got to be nice. He doesn't want to destroy what he just accomplished in the first two hours. He's trying to get along. You don't get along by meeting a stranger in two hours and then t calling him a liar right there. I mean, case closed, Putin walks away, hard feelings for the rest of his presidency, Trump fails. So then the second question, which is actually a double question, would you now, with a whole world watching, ooh-hoo, all right, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016? So now what is he asking the president to do, our president? Trying to, you know, wag your finger at him? In the middle of the whole world, you expect our president to shame him in public? Are you nuts? Is that what you're asking? Because, you know, Putin would take that very personal. I mean, if anything, this guy's got a super large ego, narcissistic as hell. The world revolves around him. And quite frankly, if you were a dictator of all of those people in Russia, I, I could see where you would get that kind of mindset. He is king, he is ruler, he is God in his place. So that's a mindset of a dictator. And you want our president, who is an elected official, duly elected, head of state, you want him to now go, what, 
wag a finger in front of his face and say, you know, hey, stop that. You can't do that. I denounce you. I call you a liar. How stupid is that? Really? I mean, it is so immature, it, it, it's beyond uh, adults. I mean, it's, it's like children in the playground. And then he says, <laughs> on top of it, and this is really rich, and would you warn him to never, ever do it again? He didn't, I, I added the ever, sorry, I'm, I'm using poetic license here because I just, I cannot believe this statement or, or this and part of his second question. And would you warn him to never do it again? Seriously? I mean, these reporters are fools and their questions are idiotic. But, hey, he's Associated Press and he's, Jonathan Lemire, and he's in the room, and he's got he's to challenge not only our president, but he's challenging President Putin at the same time. Good luck with that. Having that kind of guy in the room is going to destroy everything. And, you know, I, I, something inside of me tells me that's exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to blow up this summit. He knew he was trapping uh, our president, which is seditious, actually. I mean, you're working against our country. So, and you should know as an adult, this is not the way you try to get along with people, particularly people who can push a button and, ooh, nuclear, nuclear bombs are flying over. Remember, Putin's last uh, uh, State of the Union, he, he opened it up with a, miss, with a film of a Russian nuclear missile, like a cruise missile, that could hit Florida. It was a nice animated thing that it could go anywhere in the United States and be pinpointing, hitting everything. Now, do they have the technology to do that? I hope not. But he presented it, and it's funny, when he presented it to his people, he presented it as if they've got it and that they can do this any time. Why did they choose a U.S. target? Why not somebody else? So we got to be careful in the public arena about what we're doing here with dictators. Uh, Trump does not want to end up in a disastrous armed conflict. However, he also is not giving anything away. As a businessman, he's learned how to treat despots. He's learned how to deal with people who are bullies. He knows what he's doing way beyond anybody else. And if you don't believe me, there's a great article in The Spectator today uh, that is fantastic, lays it out. All these people who are criticizing him, all these people who were ganging up on him, they have never negotiated anything. Matter of fact, I don't even think they could negotiate their way out of a paper bag. So seriously, um, a two-year-old child can do better than these guys. So... It's it's appalling. Uh, so so really, I'm ash I'm ashamed of for the reporters. They're dumbasses, most of them, not all of them. If you're offended by my comments, then you're probably part of the problem, not the solution. But reporters who keep asking this kind of gotcha stuff and want people to our our head of state, our our executive branch to to comport in a way that is just, uh, you know, playground, fourth-grade-type fourth uh, tactics. It's just nonsense. 
let's let's get a let's get a grip here and let's try to uh, uh, have some compassion for what our president's trying to do. He's trying to save lives. He's trying to stabilize a hot world that he inherited. He didn't. I mean, it's amazing to me that a billionaire who who uh, lives a very good life and he and we all see it. You've got your own jet. You live a lifestyle that you know seems to be pretty fabulous. You have kids that love you. Uh, I mean, it, and they're successful. So really, he he has a nice life, and he's going to go back to that life. But to tar and feather him for trying to do the best when he um, is just doing this for the love of his country, and he's not he's not a politician per se. That's why he's a disruptor. He's, he hears the politicians and he's seen what they've done and and it hasn't been working. So as a businessman, uh, you just don't do it. You, I mean, don't repeat what doesn't get you results. And actually, I think that's the definition of crazy. They call him crazy. But I think the definition of crazy is uh, to keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Well, President Trump, he knows that you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a positive result when you've been getting negative results. So for all the critics out there and all the elitists out there that think they know what they're doing, it's just, it's beyond me. Um, you know, it, we're lucky that that he has the energy and the willpower to try to uh, make things right, to make things better. Um, the previous President uh, Obama, you know, started this leading from behind, which weakened the U.S. in many ways. Um, you know, we've we've it's cost tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of lives the last eight years before uh, President Trump got in. And in full disclosure, I'll tell you, I did not vote for him in the in my own state primary. I but I did vote Republican, but I won't say who I voted for. But once he became the Republican nominee, and what was the other choice? Hillary Clinton? Well, no thank you. I've been through the Clinton years. I know what they do. I have enough experience with the Clintons that, quite frankly, there isn't anything of quality that the Clintons can offer me or this country, and why people are still thinking that they are entitled, that they are are great. And well, you know, I'll cover that at another session. But right now, I think I've taken up enough of your time. I hope you um, give it some thought of what I'm saying, you know, because really we need to have some compassion for this president. He's doing the best he can, and that shows every day, and he's done a tremendous job so far. I mean, he really is. I mean, low, the lowest unemployment across the board for every ethnic uh, group. He has uh, armed the Ukrainians when Obama wouldn't. He has uh, been stronger with NATO, getting them to pay up for what, you know, they've been kind of like uh, freeloaders. We've been paying the bill. And, and like he pointed out just recently before um, the, uh, the, the Putin... Trump summit, that Germany, which is the richest European country in the European Union, uh, is really cheaping 
I mean, they're kind of being cheap with NATO expenditures, but at the same time, NATO exists to repel Russian aggression. But meanwhile, Germany buys most of their energy, their natural gas, from Russia. So it didn't add up. And and I agree 100% that when when people aren't paying their share and, and we're a debtor nation, I mean, we have a lot of debt, uh, Trump knows that the only way we're going to recover is that he's got to watch what we're paying for and what kind of value are we getting in return. Because good luck with trying to get entitlement programs in line and to get budget cuts there. We know how Congress acts about this stuff. They're all, they keep getting bigger and bigger. Matter of fact, a budget cut for them is just a projected increase if you say we're going to cut that projected increase. So they never go down in spending. Uh, Trump is a smart man. He knows he knows how to put things right. And I know just saying that the Trump haters are just going to go nuts and feel free. It's okay. Like I said, if you're offended by what I say, then you're part of the problem, not the solution, in my opinion. Um, well, if you made it this far, thanks listeners for hanging with in with me. I truly appreciate your time and feedback is good feedback. All feedback is good feedback, so feel free. This is a ranting phantom exercising my First Amendment right of free speech. All of this is my opinion only and how I see things, how I connect the dots. Simply put, just my take. No harm, no foul. Enjoy your life. Be safe and smile. To be continued. Enjoy the bumper music on the edge. On the end of this. Thanks.